that you ran the things in Christ, I will take the portion of this. Therefore, you are inexcusable, O man, whoever you are, you judge. For in whatever you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. But we know that the judgment of God is according to truth against those who practice such things. And do you think this, O man, you who judge those practicing such things and doing the same, that you will escape the judgment? Lord, I have blessings for reading the holy and divine word. You may, you may be seated. The danger of self righteousness. The danger of self fact of the matter is that many of us have arrived. Not that we consider ourselves perfect, if you will. We just consider ourselves better off than those other people. <laughs> this may seem don't get mad at me, you get mad at Paul. I preached the first chapter last week, the second chapter is what's up next. If you look at the first chapter of Romans, we've not got a chance to touch on that, but part of that would be in our study of ministry. If you look in uh, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, you'll find an interesting list. What Paul, what Paul is doing in the first chapter, we understand that this, uh, the first part of the first chapter is the introduction. Paul uses that as an introduction. And then what he begins to do is he begins to lay out what he's going to do in the rest of the book of Romans. Again, when you're looking at the book of Romans, the theme, if you will, is how does an imperfect human, that's all of does imperfect man ever have the opportunity to put on the form a perfect What Paul does right here at the end of Romans 1 is he presents, he presents if you will, a, a list of sins. And when you look at this, you can really, Paul at this point, in the beginning or the end of the first chapter, is he's rolling out those uh, sins that, that many pagans if you will, non-believers uh, take part in. Many of us, when we read those, we're, we're almost at the point that we're cheering Paul. Ah, let's, let's look at this. It says, for this reason, God gave them up to their vile passions. Even their women exchanged the natural use against nature. When women start messing up here. <laughs> Likewise, the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust for one another. Men with men committing what is shameful, receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due to hell. The scripture would do that, which is right. Most of us were, were at the point where we're cheering Paul on. Paul, bring, bring down the wrath. 
But Paul does something very interesting in this second chapter. Paul, after, after all of us, with all our sedentitis and all our positions in the church, all that we've got, Mama's name is on this piece. Daddy's hanging up there and there's nothing wrong with that. Paul does something very interesting in the second chapter. Paul says you you got to be careful in judging that. I mean, we would just end it with with chapter one. We could go on about our business. I mean, we could we could move right on. You know, most of us what we've done is we looked at folks' other things. We've asked God to bring down a hammer on those things. Yeah. <laughs> and we've looked at our own situation. We've created our own escape. We've asked God to be merciful with us. Paul said there's something wrong. When you look at this, this definition, and I'll quote this from Webster, self-righteousness is characterized by certainty especially in unfounded that one is totally correct or morally secure. What Paul does with this, Paul, Paul with this first uh, part of, of chapter chapter 2 is, is he says, look, sin is what it is. But you've got to be careful with this. You set the standard. Self-righteousness. 
peel that thing back. <laughs> Judgment comes to the house of God. Arps. Say it all the time. This donkey, when you start talking about a te- being a teacher, when you talk about preaching, when you talk about ministering, when you talk about pastoring, that's heavy. I once had, and he's a good preacher. He said, Look, man, if there's anything else you can do, do it. It seemed odd at that time. God, you know what he's talking about? He said, that If you're not called to do this thing, it's, it's too heavy. It's a play. Right.
It doesn't have to be wrapped in reality. Look, what, what I'm learning, and, and, and I never thought I'd quite see the day that we're in right now, we've got folks that stand up in the highest of, highest offices in the nation. Not have anybody vote what you want to vote. What I'm saying is that we've got folks at the highest level of all this thing that will look you look at at that on prompt and that camera, they'll look it right in the eye and will tell us the opposite of what is true. Amen. And everybody will go right along with it. A lot of folks will go right along with it. You talk about talk about odd times. What a powerful example of, of what we've done in the church. Is we've created our own truths. Okay, back. These of us did. Did the president what about us? The church is trying to create our own reality. Paul said, no, there's a, there's a truth that comes from God. That's the standard. The God, the God judges by the truth. It's going to be the real people. Right. And it's going to be the real people. <laughs> I, and I'm not after anything. This social media trend has made these, these selfies popular. Oh, this is made it popular. I've got some folks that I'm friends with on whatever Twitter and Facebook. Everywhere they go, they get a selfie. That's a nice background. And I'm thinking, hey, yeah, that looks nice. Caribbean Adams is something I just saw yesterday. It's <laughs> interesting. But what the selfie allows us to do. If you do selfie, that's fine. I'm not saying anything wrong with the selfie. What the selfie allows us to do, social media allows us to do, it allows us to create a reality we want to. It's not true. I see some folks, and again, I see you've got to put all your business out there. I guess I see some folks that I know the marriage is going straight downhill and it's, it's in the midst of hell. And I just saw a picture last night. What the heck is going on? I see folks that I know. I know they ain't working. I just can take selfies and look like they are. <laughs> what do I say? I'm saying that the selfies give us an opportunity to create our own. Our life. The spiritual selfies. Many of us have done We've created a portrait of this thing that's not the real us. I mean, again, we walk in here, we know how to do everything. We know that not to move, you know, that the scripture is, 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 is being said, and there's prayer that we stop and we get that down. We know when to stand up and we know when to sit down. We, we understand all the liturgy of it. We, we understand the, the, even the, some of the scriptures. We know that we go right through the New Testament and the Old Testament and give all the names and all that. He says, got to be. All right. You've got some great professors out there. Some of the leading seminaries, uh, they don't believe the word of this. That tells you that it's more than a teaching. 
He said, don't get the opportunity to create, to create our own, our own truth. The self is a great Look, I, I'm starting down even with the filters. Some of those filters. I don't know how to do all those filters. Some of those filters. And if you don't, go ahead. Stop me. I'm not after your filters. What I know is I see some of them the next day. And I say, that's not you. <laughs>
your seat. You look forward. You look forward to the judgment when you're in right standing. We also understand that's what we're doing. When you understand the happiness of it, when you start seeing the judgment coming in, you're going to pause. You're going to pause. You're going to pause. You're going to We've created this, this thing that we think is going to line up all right. The God reality is going to be God reality. His truth is going to be His truth. God's judgment is based upon His righteousness, and His righteousness is perfect. Well to do. Scripture tells me that he he approached Jesus. And this young man, he he said, Look, Jesus, I I kept all all the commandments. He said, What more needs to be done to ensure that I I get into the kingdom? Jesus looks over the situation. <laughs> and Jesus, Jesus, but he could have just called him on, on that alone. He said, Look, I, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Want me to believe that you can't call the commandment perfect? We'll go. He says, I'll tell you what. He says, I want you to go ahead and sell it. And once you sell it, then you come back. I want to break out here. First of all, look at the smack the baseball game. One time, what do you want to do? I was joking with my dad. I said, you remember that triple double I got? <laughs> <laughs> and my father, he didn't get real upset. He just, he just kind of sat back and he said, "Remember one thing, I'll just get on." All right. Remember one thing, secret time. It all comes down to. It. I'm not going to be able to try to convince them that we're better than what we're doing. We ain't going to be able to convince them that what we said, what we did, the right and the right. And so, just like this young Michigan, he's coming to us right now and saying, What I need you to do is set up. It may not be your house, it may not be your all your money and all your goods. But he's saying right now there's some baggage that's keeping us from following him. Right. And he's saying, until you can deal with that baggage, you can't be effective. 
understand just how bad your sin is. Until I understand the separation that my sin causes between me and God. Until I can even get a glimpse of that, I can't appreciate I can't appreciate the gift of salvation until I understand just how
Join us for this stuff. 